Hello, friend. This is Sherry Jones, your Speak Life coach. Welcome to Sherry Speaks Life podcast. I'm excited you are here. On this podcast, you will learn the value of speaking life regardless of your circumstances. Join me here weekly on your favorite podcast platform, or you can watch me live on Facebook at Sherry Speaks Life on Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Are you ready to speak life? Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Are you ready to speak life by fellowshipping? I hope that you all are having a wonderful day today on this Friday. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sherry Speaks Life podcast. I am your host, Sherry Jones. I am an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a writing coach. And I am your Speak Life coach. I am here to help you take negative thoughts and words and transform them to positive ones based and rooted in the word of God. And so today we are going to be talking about speaking life by fellowshipping. I see some people are hopping on. Good morning, Elder Tyler. Thank you so much for hopping on. Good morning, Reverend Diane. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in this morning. I'm so excited to come before you all with this topic, Speaking Life by Fellowshipping. And we're going to um, go ahead and hop into it. If you look at the description of the video, I reference Hebrews 10, 25, where it talks about we should forsake not the assembly. I think we have all heard that (laughs) going to church, forsake not the assembly. We're supposed to come together. We're supposed to fellowship one with another. But you all know that that looks a little different in these days and times with the rona running around in the streets right so some churches are still closed some are meeting virtually zoom has become our friend (laughs) we are constantly on zoom meetings doing different things and so fellowshipping feels a little different it looks a little different but it's still very very important and that is what we are going to talk about today why fellowshipping is important and how we can speak life by fellowshipping. As we talked about, speaking life is taking those negative thoughts and feelings and words and everything that the world has told you, everything that you've told yourself, everything that you tell other people that are negative, and you take those words and thoughts and you transform them to positive ones rooted in the word of God. And so we can do that by fellowshipping. All right. I see Reverend Diane says, so true. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And so we're going to go ahead and get into our points. And my first point to share with you all is that fellowshipping keeps us connected. We were not created to be alone. We all know the story that God created the heavens and the earth. He created man. And then he looked at Adam and said, hey, he's not meant to be alone. Let me create him a helpmate. And then he had him fall asleep, took his rib and created Eve. And so from the very beginning, it was established that we are not meant to be alone. 
that we are meant to be connected to other human beings. But in this day and age, it's easy to shrink into yourself. It's easy to not want to be as social. It's easy to feel like another Zoom meeting. Why can't we meet in person? I don't like this. I don't like, you know, and being resistant to that type of thing because it can be taxing. It can be overwhelming. It can just seem like too much to even make the effort to fellowship. And I can say for myself, I used to be somebody that was always going, always going, 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 doing, 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 doing. Well, I still do, 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 but I do it in a different way. But I used to always be going. And I can say, even for me, since COVID and even before COVID, I've become more of a homebody. I'm always in my house, always looking at these walls. And that can be a little, that can be damaging. That can be damaging to your mental health. That can be damaging to your physical health because you're not getting out. You're not being active. It can be damaging to your spiritual health because you're not able to, you know, connect with people in the way that you used to. And so it's so important for us to remember to stay connected. So what does that look like? Zoom meetings, unfortunately. (laughs) Phone calls. FaceTime. They have the awesome technology of FaceTime now, Duo, Skype, all of these video messaging things where even though you can't be with the person, you can still see the person and you can still see what's going on with them and see their surroundings and it can make you feel connected. So what I want to remind us is that we must fellowship. Fellowshipping keeps us connected because we are not created to be alone. And sometimes being alone is is a mental space because you could be in a room full of people, a room full of people and still feel alone, feel alone in your in your thoughts, feel alone in, you know, in just in your mind, feel like nobody understands what you're going through. Nobody can relate. Nobody can help you. And y'all, we know recently we've had a lot of people in the news and in the headlines that have made the decision to take their own lives. Depression is real. Anxiety is real. Feeling alone is real. But we have a tool that can help us to combat that. And that is fellowshipping, true fellowship, not just getting together to gossip, not just getting together to do, you know, whatever, but truly fellowshipping and connecting with each other. Y'all, that's what it's about is connection, connection. Okay, so that is my first point. Fellowshipping keeps us connected because we were not created to be alone. We're supposed to have a whole tribe of people around us. We're supposed to have family and friends and all of that. But sometimes we isolate ourselves for one reason or another, or sometimes we are isolated physically um, for whatever reason, but we still must find those ways to stay connected. Um, I see Reverend Diane made a point here. She says, there are so many ways to connect. I need to see other people, even if it's through face-to-face virtually. Fellowship is vital. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like that too. I like to look in your eyeballs. (laughs) 
and see how you're doing because so there's some things that you can't pick up on the phone there's some things you can't pick up just listening to somebody sometimes you just have to see them you gotta see them eyeball to eyeball and make sure that they're okay and so very good point reverend diane we must fellowship even if it's just face-to-face virtually um, and just to acknowledge some people that have hopped on, I see Cassandra has hopped on and I see April has hopped on. Good morning, ladies. And now my next point is that fellowshipping gives us the opportunity to encourage and support each other. As I talked about before, sometimes we are in a position or we're in a situation where we feel like our hope is gone. We're overwhelmed by life and life circumstances. And fellowshipping gives us the opportunity to pour into each other, to support and encourage each other. Of course, we're going to seek the Lord. Nobody's discounting that. Of course, we're going to pray. Of course, that's what you need to do. That's what you must do. If you are a believer, if you are connected to the Father, you must pray. But we need that human interaction too. Because as I said in my first point, we were not created to be alone. So God knew that we would need each other, that we would need other humans to connect with. And so it's so important that we as humans fellowship one with another. We must fellowship one with another. Now, that could be, you know, of course, with church If you're still able to go to church and worship with one another, that is definitely a blessing. If you're not able to, but you can connect with your church members virtually, that's fine. But then you still need to connect each other, even like little small groups or little Bible studies. Um, I know that's definitely been a trend with more churches in the the, um, past few years, I would say maybe the past decade of doing small groups, because a lot of times you have a big congregation. It might be three, 400 people in that church. You're not going to connect with every person. But if you have a small group of people that are similar to you, maybe it's a mom's group, maybe it's a single parents group, maybe it's a dad's group, maybe it's a youth group, maybe it's a group for business owners, whatever it is, small groups and just having that intimate setting and that intimate opportunity to fellowship one another with one another is such a blessing. It gives us that opportunity to encourage and to support each other. Say, I see you, sister. I see you, brother. You can do it. I'm praying for you. You know, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And so when you have people that can come together and pray with you, can come together and support you, sometimes just their presence is a blessing. I was on a broadcast last night and we talked about that. We talked about um, how sometimes just being there, uh, well, it's Wednesday, I'm sorry, just being there is enough. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything, but just being with somebody on FaceTime and chatting or sitting on the phone you may not be talking about much anything but it's just knowing that you're there okay and so fellowshipping gives us the opportunity to encourage and to support each other in a powerful powerful way so don't forsake the assembly y'all don't forsake fellowshipping and how important it is to our mental our physical our emotional health and so we must encourage and support each other Then my next point, which is one we don't always want to think about, but fellowshipping keeps us accountable. Yeah. (laughs) We don't want to think about that all the time. All the time, we don't want to be accountable. But fellowshipping keeps you accountable. 
If you set a goal to do something and you tell your brothers and sisters and you ask them to keep you accountable, they're going to do that. And that's going to push you. You can also be held accountable for your wrongdoing. We don't want to think about that. We always want to say, oh, don't judge me. And you can't judge me. And Okay. But if you're doing something wrong as your sister in Christ, as your brother in Christ, I can call you out on it. I'm a sister. I don't know about that. I don't think that was the right way to go. Brother, I don't think you were led by the spirit on that one. You know, let's talk about it. So fellowshipping keeps us accountable in our Christian walk. It keeps us accountable in our goals. It keeps us accountable in, you know, just the things that we're doing in life. So fellowshipping can keep you accountable. Now, of course, as the word tells us, you know, don't look at the speck in your brother's eye and don't look at the log in your eye. So it also helps you to keep yourself accountable. Because if you are someone else's accountability partner, then that means you also have to be doing the right thing, too. So having that responsibility of being accountable one to another is a blessing. Because if I say, well, you know, I'm maybe, you know, April, I'll use her as an example because we talk all the time. If I say, well, come on, April, we're going to, you know, do this diet together. We're going to exercise, you know, every morning at seven o'clock or whatever. If I make that specific of a, of a goal and I say, come on, we're going to do it. Then it's going to hold me accountable too. Cause when she calls me and says, Hey girl, are you up? Hey, you know, it's time to exercise. Then that means I got to be up exercising too. So I'm holding her accountable and then she's holding me accountable and it holds, and I'm holding myself accountable to get up at seven o'clock and to exercise. So that's why it's so important that we fellowship and we hold each other accountable. Do not be afraid of calling your brother or your sister out if they're doing something wrong. I know that is not the popular thing because nowadays we want to say, well, God knows my heart and it's okay if I'm doing wrong because, you know, all I got to do is pray and repent and then I can just keep doing it. No, <laughs> that is not what you're supposed to be doing. And you're not judging someone if you call them out on something that they're doing that is not right. Now, of course, you must do it in love. But you can hold your brother and sister accountable to doing the right thing for Jesus. Okay, so let's not be afraid to hold each other accountable for our Christian living, for doing the right thing for the Lord, for our goals, for everything. We can hold each other accountable. Okay, so fellowshipping keeps us accountable. All right, then my next point is that fellowship takes the focus off of us. Now, I this is a point that I've had for with a several several different things, talking about testifying and talking about praying. And here this point is again, because we really need to drive it home that the focus is not us. It's not about you, boo. I know you think it is. I know you think you the best thing since sliced bread and, and a bowl of chips and all that other stuff that they say. 
but it's not about you. And fellowshipping, praying, testifying, everything that we've talked about in this series takes the focus off of you and puts it on someone else. When you are fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters in Christ, when you all are coming together, it gives you the opportunity to support someone else, to, to not just think about you and what you're going through, but what your sister or brother may be going through, what your sister or brother needs help with. How can you support them? How can you pray for them? As we talked about last week, testifying. Do you have a testimony that you could share with them during the time that you're fellowshipping that could help them, that could encourage them? Fellowshipping takes the focus off of you. We must remember that it is not about us. It's not about us. We're just a little speck here on this earth. And there's billions of other people on this earth. And God cares about each and every one of us. He loves each and every one of us. And so we must remember that when we're fellowshipping, we're connecting with somebody else. And it's taking the focus off of us. Okay. So you all remember that one. Okay. And then my last and my final point is that fellowshipping can help us achieve our goals. Well, you may say, well, Sherry, how can fellowshipping help us achieve our goals? Um, Have you heard of networking? (laughs) We can network as believers, as the body of Christ. It's okay to network. It's okay to um, connect with your brother and sister and see what they're doing and how what they're doing can help you and you all can work together and do something great for the kingdom. That's a thing, y'all. <laughs> we can do that. And so if you have something that you are doing, if you have something that you're working on, fellowship. Bring together a group of friends or a group of people that are also in that same industry or also have similar goals. And y'all fellowship and network with each other and help each other to achieve those goals. Where two or three are gathered, he is in the midst. So if two or three of us are gathered, the Holy Spirit will be there and the Holy Spirit will facilitate the conversation to help us to do wonderful and marvelous things for the kingdom. So if you are working on something, if you have a goal, you don't have to be at it by yourself. You don't have to feel like you got to be in some corner tolling away by yourself doing something. Get your friends together, fellowship. Y'all have a networking party. Bounce ideas off of each other. And you will be amazed at the wonderful and the blessed things that could come out of it. I'm just acknowledging in the comments. Um, I see Elder um, Tyler says um, developing. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, good morning, Maggie. <laughs> good morning. I wanted to acknowledge you as well. Uh, but Elder Tyler says developing kingdom partnerships. Exactly. Exactly. Developing kingdom partnerships. That is the most important thing. That is the valuable thing about it. We don't want just any partnerships. But if we are believers, we want kingdom partnerships. And then as um, Maggie says, 
we do better together. That is right. That is right, Maggie. Thank you so much for joining today. So that is what fellowshipping can do for us. It can help us achieve our goals. As Maggie says, we do better together. You being in your little corner, trying to work on something by yourself, trying to come up with all the ideas by yourself when your sister or your brother that's doing the same thing may have some other ideas. Y'all come together and y'all create something that makes a powerful impact on the kingdom that blesses people, that brings people to Jesus. And your impact would be greater if you come together and help and support each other. So you all, we cannot be afraid to fellowship with each other. Don't be to the point where, you know, a lot of people um, say nowadays it's the thing, you know, oh, I work in silence. I work in silence. I'm, I'm doing stuff in silence. Well, yes, some things you do have to keep to yourself until the Lord tells you to, you know, reveal it or the Lord tells you who, you know, what to do. But, you know, ask the Lord, who can I connect with in confidence that can help me with this thing? I don't have to move in total silence. No, I don't have to broadcast it to the world. But behind the scenes, I can have somebody helping me and supporting me. We don't have to do it all by ourselves. And then um, Maggie says, iron sharpens iron. I'm so thankful for my brothers and sisters. That's right. That is right. So thankful. Iron definitely sharpens iron. That's what we talked about earlier, too, about being accountable for each other, sharpening each other. And then, um, and the Maggie's pointing out April. Yes, April D. Metzler, you do this well. April D. Metzler definitely does. She is um, a collaborator at heart. She um, loves to bring like-minded um, people together to work and to collaborate for the kingdom. So if you are not connected with April D. Metzler, you need to be. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. And so those were my points today. And I am going to go ahead and recap because y'all know that's what I do. <laughs> if this is your first time joining this broadcast, I always recap my points because I just want us to remember everything that we talked about today. If you're just hopping on, please go back and watch the replay and listen to the points in the conversation that we had today. But first, our first point was fellowshipping keeps us connected. We were not created to be alone. You don't have to do it by yourself. You're not alone. Fellowshipping gives us the opportunity to encourage and support each other. You, we must encourage, support, and uplift our brothers and sisters. Fellowshipping keeps us accountable. You want an accountability partner? You need the fellowship to get that accountability. Fellowshipping takes the focus off of us. It's not about us. It's not about you, no matter how great and fabulous you are. It's not about you. It's about helping others. And then lastly, fellowshipping can help us achieve our goals. All right. And so those are my our points today. I thank each and every one of you all for engaging in this conversation this morning. I pray that it was a blessing to you. And trying to get that banner off y'all. <laughs> um, I pray that it was a blessing to you all 
and that you were encouraged by this message of speaking life by testifying. Now, we had our previous series last week. We talked about speaking life by testifying. And then we also talked about speaking life by praying. So please go back and watch those messages as well in this series so we can know all of the different ways that we as believers can speak life. All right. Uh, Maggie says, have a blessed day. Amen. Uncle Cassandra says, yes, it was. Um, Reverend Diane says, another awesome podcast. Thankful for our connection. Oh, thank you so much. I'm thankful for our connection too. Thank you so much for your encouragement. You are a blessing. You are a blessing to the kingdom as well. So I love you all so much with the love of the Lord. Let me just remind you of our seven day speak life prayer challenge. We have, it is an awesome opportunity for you to learn how to speak life in prayer. You can just go to bit.ly forward slash speak life prayer challenge. You can join. Also, you can support this podcast by subscribing. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash Sherry Speaks Life forward slash subscribe. And with your subscription, you will get access to bonus episodes. In those episodes, they are called Speak Life Scriptures. And what we do is we take a particular scripture and we break it down. We dive deep into it and talk about how that scripture helps us to speak life. You'll get a transcription of those episodes also at the end of the month. And you have a voice. You get to vote on the content that we bring on the Sherry Speaks Life podcast. So if you would love to support, go to anchor.fm forward slash Sherry Speaks Life forward slash subscribe. I also have a new coaching program, you all, for writers, Speak Life Coaching. So if you are a writer or an aspiring writer and you want to tell your story, you got a book inside of you, but you just have no idea how to get started. You um, Maybe you've started writing, but you don't really know where to go. Or maybe you're an established author, but you're kind of stuck in the process. I am here to help. I'm offering laser coaching sessions where we will take that time. You can submit um, part of your manuscript to me up to 10 pages. I'll review it. I'll give you written feedback and verbal feedback. I'll also um, dig deep with you as far as your goals for your book and, and, and what you want to do with your book. And I'll also help you create an outline to make sure that your story is cohesive. And so I would love to connect with you all to talk about um, your project and how Speak Life Coaching can help you. And so you can go to Sherry Speaks Life forward slash coaching and you can book your complimentary discovery call. And we'll just get together on the call and talk about your book and talk about how I can help you and set things up for your laser session. So I hope um, that you all can take advantage of that as well. And April D. Metzler is saying, I'm excited for your newly redesigned website too. Oh, thank you so much, April D. Metzler. (laughs) Y'all, April is the bomb. She do everything. She do graphic design. She look at websites. If you just want somebody to talk to, she'll encourage you. She's all that. She don't like to talk about herself, but she really is. So thank you so much for joining April. But I appreciate each and every one of you all for being on. I will be back next Friday. 
next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another Sherry Speaks Life podcast. You can also listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Please encourage your family and friends to go to their favorite podcast platform, look for Sherry Speaks Life podcast, and follow us, and then also subscribe in order to support um, this broadcast so we can continue to bring you great content. But I love each and every one of you so much. With the love of the Lord, you all be blessed and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sherry Speaks Life podcast. I hope that it was a blessing to you and taught you something new about speaking life. I would love to connect with you. Visit SherrySpeaksLife.com to learn more about my coaching program, my books, and to join the Speak Life Prayer Challenge. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Sherry Speaks Life. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Remember, always speak life.